you can start to identify when you're doing things that are not helpful, if you're coping in an unhelpful way, and you can learn to recognize that and then start to use other types of skills that are beneficial to you. Um, I think that goes a long way in safeguarding your mental health. Welcome to the Wayward Lasses All the Things podcast. In this podcast, we explore all the things that we have battled with and triumphed over along our own health and wellness journeys. Our goal is to provide real content for real women at every age and stage in life and to bring encouragement and community to all of our Wayward Lasses out there. Are you ready to make a change and start your journey to becoming the best version of yourself? You've come to the right place. Let's go. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the next episode of the Wayward Lasses All the Things podcast. I'm your host today, Brittany, joined by my mother, Amy. Hello. You started with a smack. <laughs> I heard the very first thing out of your mouth was a smack. And my sister, Courtney. Hello, sister. Hello. So just like we said last week, May is Mental Health Awareness Month. So we were going to continue to talk about mental health awareness and just mental health on its own. But before we do that, we've got some trivia. (laughs) Trivia. So I decided to stick with some mental health trivia. So let's see how we do. Number one, what is stress? A, the body's reaction to any change that requires a response. The bo- uh, B, the body's reaction with a physical, mental, and or emotional response. C, a normal part of life. D, all of the above. D. D? D. I've learned as a teacher, if there is an all of the above answer, it is always that answer. <laughs> D, all of the above. Question number two, what are the three main types of responses to stress? A, Fright, flee, fight. B, fright, freeze, fight. This is a tongue twister. C, flight, fight, freeze. Or D, flight, freeze, run. What was was C again? Flight, fright. Flight, fight, freeze is C. Is it it about the order? Because I feel like you said the same thing. I know. (laughs) Three hand gestures. Is it A, fright, flee, fight? Oh, wait, wait, stop for one second. What? Oh, wait, keep going. Okay. (laughs) B, fright, freeze, fight. (laughs) C, flight, fight, freeze. Or D, flight, Run. <laughs> I'm kind of confused, but I think I'll say if it's supposed to be in order. Doesn't I don't know if it's supposed to be in order. No. I should have in order if this is the words. answer. Didn't fright, flight, freeze. Fight, flight. That's C, yes. Flight, yes. fright, and yes, man, C. this is hard. I don't even is that how you spell fight? F I G H T. Looking at it so many times, I don't even that doesn't look right. Fight, F I G H T. Fight. So fight or like flight. Fight, flight, flight, fright, freeze. Or feet. Fight freeze. first. <laughs> fight and freeze. Run. Right. You guys see. Change it. It is C. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Lord. Next one. 
What are the four areas of balance? A, physical, emotional, spiritual, mental. B, nature, physical, people, technology. C, (laughs) physical, mental, spiritual, nature. Or D, emotional, social, nature, mental. A. I don't like nature in there, so I'm going to go with A. (laughs) Yeah, nature's in three of them, so you were correct. That gives you A. All right. And then let's do just one more of these. Let's see. Some of these are... Hmm. Here we go. What What does anxiety help us do? Avoid conflict, avoid danger, and gives us a boost of adrenaline to solve problems. Not worry about everyday life. All of the above. What does anxiety help us do? I don't like that one. Let's How do a different one. I would say. I don't think I, found, I don't think I found a reputable source for these, <laughs> these questions. Let's do this one instead. What does a panic attack resemble? A, a heart attack. B, uncontrolled breathing. C, isolation. D, none of the above. A heart attack. A, a heart attack. Good job, guys. All right. Fantastical, fantastical. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. All right, guys, great job with the trivia. So, moving on, we are going to be talking about an article my mom found. Mother, would you care to share with us what you found? So, I did a search on Google about mental health, and I found this article on the Well Good website, and it's called Reinvigorated excuse me, reinvigorate your mental health with this month-long well-being roadmap. So last week we talked about mental illness and we discussed some of the common mental illnesses. Um, For the most part, things that we aren't able to see, right? That's categorized under mental illness. So this week I thought it would be a good idea to find an article That's going to address what are we doing to safeguard our mental health. And again, I came across this one article on how to reinvigorate our mental health. This article actually breaks down mental health into four categories. Four categories of mental health are trusting in one's own abilities, coping with stress, working productively and fruitfully, and contributing to community. What I liked about this article, it it gave the readers a calendar from which you can actually start to focus on your mental health. So on each day, it gives you something that you can do to focus on your health. And it falls under one of those categories that I just discussed. So for example, on day one, they've got make a small wins list. On day two, do five minutes of physical exercise. Uh, Make a small wins list would fall under the category of trusting in one's own abilities. Do the five-minute physical exercise would fall under the category of coping with stress. Uh, There's another one, set some money goals, and that would fall under the category of working productively and fruitfully. And then the last one, contributing to community, uh, something like reaching out to a friend. So if you find that you don't even know where to start with regards to how do I safeguard my mental health, you can visit this website, wellandgood.com, as well as we will make this available on our show notes so that you guys can go ahead and find this calendar and start to do some things to help either reinvigorate your mental health 
or maybe just start doing some of these things so that you can start to safeguard your mental health. So what we're going to do is each of us has picked one thing from this list on what we want to focus on for this month and then go into a little detail on how, how we may go about doing that. Right. Does that sound like a plan ladies? It does. And I'm really glad that you brought this up because we, you know, we were talking about this before with the onset of, you know, COVID-19 uh, I feel like we all felt that mental health took a backseat. I definitely saw that as a teacher when all of the kids had to go work from home or do school from home um, and you don't have the social interaction, you don't have you know access to these four different categories of mental health, especially if they don't know how to cope with their own stress and they don't know how to work productively and they don't have a community to contribute to and they don't, yeah. know, how to, don't know how to trust their own abilities – a lot of my students and students nationwide, I'm sure worldwide, their mental health completely crushed. And we talked a little bit about that last week. And that's just for kids. And, you know, definitely is affecting adults as well who don't know how to access these four different categories. So I'm really glad that you found this. I like that you put mental health into four different categories because it's kind of like filling a bucket. So I have four buckets. Mm-hmm. Um that go into the overall bucket of mental health. And I can, I could start filling these little buckets up of, okay, maybe it's not just always, you know, I think, feel like people think uh, mental health is okay. I need to meditate. So yeah. what mental health is, there's different avenues and facets that you can kind of get involved in and do to help boost your mental health. So I'm really glad that you found this and I'm glad that we're going to be sharing the calendar. I'm glad I know that there's four categories now and I'm excited to be, you know, filling up each of those little buckets to make my mental health stronger. So what did you choose, Miss Brittany? Okay. Um, the one I liked was brain dump. I mainly picked that one because it just I, I first picked that one because I thought it was just an interesting way way to phrase something, a brain dump. So basically a brain dump is think about when you get home, you dump everything. You dump your wallet, your purse, your water bottle, your backpack, your jacket, you kind of just get everything off of you once you get home. A brain dump is the same thing. So basically, you'll collect all of your thoughts on a piece of paper, all of your worries, your stress, everything that you're thinking about, dump it onto a piece of paper, and then just throw it away. Throw it away. (laughs) They even said, you know, you can be a little bit more dramatic if you want, and you can burn it. Um, But one of the reasons why I like that is because, you know, they brought in, I can't remember who the doctor was, but um, basically when we ruminate or worry, our brains are inefficient, you know, if we constantly have stuff that we're thinking about, we're always worrying about things, we are preventing our brain from working as efficiently as it can. So I really like this idea. I'm definitely going to start doing this at least once a week. Maybe I'll even do it every day because I know I'm always thinking about stuff, but just to take some time and write down all of these things that are coming into my head. Sorry, guys, I had a pause there. My dog started barking. Um, I kind of forgot where I was, but basically... When we worry about stuff too much, our brains are working inefficiently. So I'm going to start doing this maybe even once a day just to write down all the things that I'm worrying about that are cluttering my mind, write them down on a piece of paper and throw it away. I feel like the act of throwing it away or even burning it sometimes is going to be very relieving. So that's the one that I chose. I would love to, after you've done this a few times, actually check back in with you to see, has it changed your mental health? Do you feel like a burden's lifted off your shoulder or, you know, maybe you could handle something a a lot better? So I will check back with you 
I don't know, next podcast, maybe next, the beginning of the next podcast, we could discuss, you know, things that we've done, were we successful with it? If we were successful, what are some of the positive things that we've noticed or maybe even negative things? So something I, like I do, something I do worry about though, is sometimes I worry about things I have to do. Um, and I like to write things down. Like we've talked about, we love lists. We like to write things down so we can accomplish them later. So I think there'll be a fine line of the things that I'm writing down on this dump list of like, what's not really necessary. What is just floating through my brain that is just nonsense right now that I don't even need. Yeah. I think that will be an interesting way for me because I'll be like, mm, I think I need to save that one. I'll put that on a different list that I'll put away for now. And this will be the list that I throw out. We'll see. I'll let you know how it goes. Yeah. I'm excited about that. That's a cool one. Cool. How about you, Miss Courtney? Mine is also a coping in the coping with stress category. Um, okay. day, day 10, it's a little bit different than um, what it says here. So day 10 is break out the crayons in color. Um, I do have crayons. I do have amazing gel pens, by the way. They're very therapeutic. <laughs> I recommend a good gel pen and a nice adult coloring book to anybody. But um, what I actually did was I bought myself a puzzle book from the grocery store. Do you guys ever see those? Like by the checkout, there's like these big books with different puzzles. Um, and the reason I did it wasn't actually at first to uh, cope with or, or improve my mental health. It was just to help me replace my phone at night because I like to mm. scroll before I go to bed. And we had talked about on one of the podcasts how I think it was the one with Sophia about um, – how she did that that uh, test with her um, recovery program where they weren't allowed to look at their phones 30 minutes before bed or whatever it is, hour before bed. And so I was trying to stop looking at my phone, but I do need something to unwind at the end of the night. And so I thought maybe I don't feel like reading right now, so maybe I'll do a puzzle. Um, and I have to tell you guys, Brittany, with what you were talking about, you're you know, writing down your list. I think a puzzle might actually – you should invest in a puzzle book because there's so many reasons this helps. But – the first thing is it helps me focus. The second thing is, I think I've told you guys this before, but sometimes when I go to sleep, my mind is racing with all of the different things from the day, all of the things I still have left to all do. All the things. All the things. I said it twice. <laughs> and actually, <laughs> what doing, what working on the, the puzzles does is it helps me to um, quiet that inner monologue, if you will, and mm -hmm. really focus on what I'm doing. Um, and it's challenging. I like a challenge. I don't like uh, doing something that's too easy. As a, as a matter of fact, if I come across a puzzle that is like too easy, I just skip it because <laughs> it's not for me. I want something challenging. Or cheat. Yeah. <laughs> if they're really hard. <laughs> um, another way it really helps me is, is probably not what you would expect, but um, I like that I have control over the situation. In other words, the rules aren't going to change on me. Um, mm -hmm. An unexpected thing isn't going to event isn't going to happen that's going to you know change the puzzle I'm doing it is what it is it's set in stone and I like that I like that I have a challenge in front of me and I can you know tackle it um and it keeps my mind sharp you know like especially when you do different word puzzles and you're um looking at, you're trying to come up with a word and I've come across so many words that I've never even heard of before and I actually think the book I have was printed in England so there's a lot of like English English words and I'm like I've never heard this word before and I look it up and it's because nobody uses it in America they use it over in, in Europe <laughs> interesting but anyway um I would coloring is kind of the same thing when you're coloring it's the your mind they say it's a form of meditation 
because your mind is really focusing on what you're doing and you don't have room in your mind to think about um, your problems or your stress or anything like that. It's a really good coping mechanism. So I would definitely recommend it. I have a book that has many different puzzles. It's got lots and lots of stuff. Um, <laughs> and I also you got it at a grocery store. Yeah, at Harris Theater. No, at Lowe's. Um, and it's like you get one. It's, book. it's big. It's like 300 pages. And there's all different like puzzles you've never even heard of before. Like there's even logic problems in there and number problems. Um, but nothing like a typical, it's not like a typical crossword puzzle or a typical word search. It's like you do this word search, but first you have to figure out what the words are by by solving these clues. It's like, it's good. But um, anyway, yeah, I would definitely recommend it. And um, let me know if you guys decide to do that because I think it, it's really helped me. I like that because also when you're doing things like that, you're sharpening your brain. It's not yeah. just helping your mental health. It's just like it's keeping your brain up to date. It's like working out your brain. Yeah. Versus melting it on social media and scrolling through everything. And I, I, like I find I myself like sometimes it works against what I'm trying to do because I'm trying to clear my mind before I go to bed. But then I can't go to sleep until I finish the puzzle. Like I can't leave it undone, you know? Like if I'm trying to solve a problem, I can't just close my eyes if it's not done because then I'm thinking about the problem. <laughs> <laughs> like what was the answer to that question? I have to, you know, I have to look it up. So, um, you know. Just leave leave an ample amount of time if you're like that to complete them. <laughs> I think I will enjoy doing this. I must get one. Yes. So do. I don't know if there is an actual difference between doing a crossword puzzle um, physically, like on and a book, versus doing one on your phone. But this is something that I have been doing. Oh, probably the last month. I do have a crossword app on my phone. Um, and probably like the last half hour, uh, before I actually pass out, I will go on my phone and I'll start doing the crossword puzzle. And sooner or later, my eyes start to get really heavy and I will like start to fall asleep, but kind of along the same lines as you is, you know, you, you want to quiet your mind type of thing. Mm -hmm. And when you are focused on trying to solve this crossword puzzle, it kind of, takes your mind off of the day's events or things that you haven't done or things that you could have done better type of thing. So I like that one too. Um, I think it also the- like changes your scenery a little bit, especially if you have kind of a monotonous job or you do, you know, mundane tasks all day long. It's like it presents like a little bit of a little bit of spice in your life, you know, a little bit of <laughs> a little bit of something different. Um and <laughs> I have read, I don't know if it's any puzzle or if it's just specifically like jigsaw puzzles, but I have read that they use it as therapy for like dementia patients, um, patients oh, with yeah. Alzheimer because it like, act- I don't know the science behind it. So if there's anybody listening who's like, who knows the science, I'm sorry if I'm messing this up, but um, it activates parts of the brain that are otherwise not being used um, and, and helps. It's good therapy for, for Alzheimer and dementia patients. Hmm. I've heard something like that too. I don't, I don't have any thing I can quote. But science. <laughs> science. Science says so. <laughs> scared me. <laughs> That's why he says it. How much let's see. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, how about you, Ma? What's, what's yours? So mine, it, it's funny. I was looking over the calendar. I'm like, I do this. I do that. I do this. I do that. And I wanted to pick something that was foreign to me. Um, 
So I picked something that fell under the trusting one's own ability slash self-realization. Uh, this, this is under day 11. It's identify your coping styles. So I just have to read uh, part of what it says in the article about what does coping mean? And the APA defines it as the use of cognitive and behavioral strategies on how you handle things that come up in everyday life. And coping is actually something that we start to do at a very young age. Children, uh, you know, cope with things on a daily basis. They may not have good coping skills, but that's when it actually starts to develop. Um, so when we talk about the different types of coping mechanisms or coping styles, there are actually three. There's the problem-solved focused coping, there's the emotional coping, and there's the avoidance coping. And again, this is a foreign topic to me, but why I picked it is because if you can start to identify when you're doing things that are not helpful, if you're coping in an unhelpful way, and you can learn to recognize that and then start to use other types of skills that are beneficial to you, um, I think that goes a long way in safeguarding your mental health. So for instance, if you are somebody when a problem arises that you do avoidance coping, where you just try to avoid the whole situation um, 100%, that is something that you should be uh, very wary of. You should realize if you can take a step back that when you start to do something like that, it starts to actually create some harmful behaviors. And then Ultimately, it it just turns out to be negative for you. So if you can turn avoidance coping into maybe stepping back and do problem solving or maybe do some type of emotional coping, right, where you realize with emotional coping that you can't control a certain situation and then you seek positive ways that you can actually turn things around and handle that type of situation, those are the two types that you would you – would, um, like to implement when you're coping with something. So problem solve, focus coping, and emotional coping. I know, I think I, I do a mix of the two. I don't know if you guys un realize or have identified which of the three that I just said that you do most often, but I think I do a mix of problem solve, focus, and emotional coping. But what I hope to do in the next coming weeks is as I'm faced with a situation, just kind of make a mental note like, all right, am I reacting and coping with this emotionally? Or am I taking a step back and trying to find solutions to this problem that I'm facing? You know, so I want to be more cognizant when that situation arises, how I'm actually coping or handling that specific situation. How about you guys? What I'm do you guys feel like? Problem solver. Problem yeah, solving I, all the way. <laughs> I was reading that as you were saying, and I feel like I'm more problem solving. I think when I was younger, I was emotional coping and I, I would even as a high schooler, um, would just lash out emotionally. Mm -hmm. I never, I never avoid situations. I'm always <laughs> right there in your face. So I think I'm more of the problem solving, <laughs> focus coping. Yeah, I don't like avoiding <laughs> situations either. I, I used to do that because I think growing up, um, it's very uncomfortable to, at least for me, I would think there's some type of confrontation that would happen. And I would rather avoid the confrontation, avoid the confrontation, you avoid the situation totally. And then it just either, 
blows, you know, uh, blows out of proportion um, or just becomes totally, um, I said that already, blown, blown out of proportion or a lot of misunderstandings could arise as a result of you avoiding something. Um, but like I said, younger and even into my young adulthood, I did a lot of avoidance coping. It was just much easier yeah. than having to face somebody, you know, head on. I couldn't, I couldn't deal with that. And, it, and to, and to this day, for the most part, I think I actually do a little avoidance coping, but it's not me and somebody else. It's trying to be the peacemaker and try, oh, you know, trying to appease everybody. Oh, it's okay. He's doing this. And, oh, you know, she's, she's just going through that. I might've learned that from mama. Maybe. You know, oh, you know. <laughs> I might've so what gotten- you're saying, what you're saying is we don't get it from you. <laughs> or the problem solving. <laughs> Uh, I do that too, though. <laughs> well, you're gonna have to. You have to be aware this next week and let us know kind of what you do more of. Yeah, yeah. I think with emotional uh, coping. Sorry, I just want to chime in real quick. I don't know if anybody else does this, but with emotional coping, which I do, I guess I do do. I do do that. Um, I, I do kind of like a self sabotage kind of thing, um, where like I instead of getting angry or um, or fearful, I almost get like a that's fine because this is never going to work anyway. Or it would, you know, like it's negative, but it's almost like, um, well, I just, I'm trying to think of like, uh, the best example I can come up with is moving into my house. This is supposed to be an exciting time. And, and, you know, oh my God, I've been waiting this for 10 (laughs) months and all this stuff. And I'm forcing myself to, I'm really battling in my mind because what I'm doing is, well, something's going to go wrong. Well, um, you know, we're going to finally be settled down and, and finally going to be happy and something horrible is going to happen. Like instead of like letting myself enjoy it and be excited and just be happy and accept this is the stage of life you're in. I'm like self-sabotaging it because I'm stressed about it, you know? Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that so, you guys do that at all. According, according to this, you are doing avoidance coping because it's saying, Oh, is it avoidance? Um, okay. It involves creating harmful habits that are ultimately different forms of self-blame. And when it's when its description of emotional coping is it's saying they take stock of what they can control and seek positive emotions in the things that they can, like calling up a friend, signing up for a yoga class, or taking a relaxing bath. So I thought I thought the same as you, Corey. I thought emotional coping was like my yeah. heart is going crazy. Like, well, yeah, you're looking at it from a negative perspective. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, then avoidance then. So then look at that. I never would have would have thought that that was avoidance. Well, but I guess under avoidance, yeah. So your, your call to action, Courtney, then is to identify the coping styles and uh, be aware when you're using them. I guess when, when all of us, I think we'll all try this. Whenever we come up with a way to handle something, let's see if we can identify which one the three of us use the Are most. Using- all right. Well, tune in next week for the riveting conclusion of for the riveting. <laughs> how we used our coping strategies, how we identified our coping strategies. <laughs> There's one more I wanted to share because it can involve the three of us. It was, so let's see, mom's, yours was what color? It's uh, a purple. purple. Blue. I think, right? Blue. Blue. Is it blue? Day 11. Day Day 11. Yeah, blue. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, that's uh, the trusting one's own abilities. That's that category. Courtney and I both picked... Coping with stress. Like great. Coping with stress. That's yeah. the, 
Okay, pink. And so this one, I wanted to bring it up because we haven't talked about this color yet, but it was contributing to a community and it was number 13, create a shared digital photo album. I know you've tried this, Courtney, with Sammy and that email with the pictures. I did. I did. Like, I wonder if there's a way for like the whole family to have access. Like we can all just send pictures like randomly mm-hmm. and we all have access to it versus like an email. I think that would be kind of fun if we can figure out a way that we can all just like, I don't know. I can do that with Amazon Photos. I can create a, a, a folder. And give you guys access to it, and then everybody can add pictures. Mm-hmm. You can add pictures, however. Mm-hmm. That would be cool. Google too, I think, but definitely Amazon because that's what all of my pictures okay. are on Amazon. Anyway. That would be fun. We should do that. Yeah, that would be, be fun. fun to scroll through. I want to see pictures of like where Sophia is and what she's doing and like the places she's I like at. That. That's cool. Like current pictures, so, like not like oh, yeah. this was fifteen years ago. Like oh no, look, yeah. Sophia just posted this yesterday. Yeah, yeah. I want to, I want to like be able to keep up to date with everybody. So let's do that. I like that yeah. one. Yeah, that also right, be a cool, unique gift for uh for Mama. You know, like a, I know mm-hmm. we've given her a frame before, but something that's like updated. You know, so she could see where mm-hmm. everybody yeah, is and what they're doing. Con- you know, constantly scroll. We'll have to get her the app probably and show her. Yeah. Did you also right. use the iPad? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think so. Right. Okay. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now on it. So. <laughs> All her, right. Just her coals and her Amazon orders on her. <laughs> She's so funny. I love yeah. it. <laughs> All right, guys. I think that is going to be it for us today. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us. Please continue to support us by subscribing to our podcast as well as rating us on Apple and Spotify. If you love this episode, share it on your Instagram stories and tag us at wayward underscore lasses. And if you're not following us, hello. What are you doing? Yeah, come on, guys. Follow us. We need to get more followers. We don't like, even have 100 yet. Tell please, please follow us. Tell, tell your friends about me. <laughs> <laughs> follow us so you can stay up to date on the tips tricks and short stories that we share or send us some love on our wayward lasses facebook community page don't forget we have a gmail and if you have a topic you'd love for us to cover email us at waywardlasses at gmail.com and our website www.waywardlasses.com where mom's blog is Woo-hoo, mom how's that going i haven't read it in a couple weeks i'm sorry uh i forgot it's going good i've actually uh changed the frequency it is every other week very good. Very good. I like that. Okay. So maybe I'm not as far behind as I thought. Yes. Okay. All right, mom, would you like to sign us out for the day? Absolutely, guys. Thanks again for listening. And we are the Wayward Lasses reminding you to keep it real. That was a really real voice. <laughs> that was her Delilah radio voice. Oh my gosh, Delilah. Remember? Delilah. Yep. Stay classy. Thanks for stopping by.